What's the deal? What's the deal? Back again. Politics in the podcast. We live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. 7, 7 p.m. Pacific standard. So, NBA here, man. We got the uh, the MLB playoffs. We got college football jumping off. I mean, like the sports world is going crazy right now. Let me bring in the cl- the cast and let's get straight to these topics. To deal, fools. Crack Yeah. Long day for me, but getting to it, man. So let's get to this first topic, man. We got to get to this Draymond Green and Jordan Poole situation. So I don't know how the team leaked the video, but someone leaked the video. It was a private practice, so that video should never have been leaked. It's word that uh, the guy that sold it to TMZ got a check for 50k. You you giving up that video for 50k? That's probably your year's salary. Plus, you probably never get another opportunity in the league. I mean, don't everybody do everything for cash nowadays? But that shit was dumb. Whoever leaked that video, but this is gonna have a lasting effect on the team. Draymond Green took a personal leave he was not suspended he decided to leave the team for a little bit saying that he was dealing with other personal matters and now the team is not going to suspend him he will be present for their last preseason game and he will play opening night so what are y'all thoughts on this whole draymond green jordan Poole fight situation and we can't even call it a fight because you know, Draymond just punched on me. How y'all feel? Oh, man. Oh, man. Where do I fucking start? Um, Draymond Green, as you've seen in the video, you know, instigated this whole thing. Draymond Green has a history of incidents, you know, kicking niggas in the balls in games. And, you know, when LeBron stepped over him, he swung at LeBron's balls with his arm and cost his team a championship like it that year now not only was this a sucker move because just in my opinion why would you want to punch your brother your teammate like that like, like he, he took a hard swing at him he caught back he looked like he's trying to take his head off so i don't know why you would want to punch your brother your teammate like that over some words jordan Poole clearly pushed him off of him so he can get out his face and draymond just took a swing at him and tried to take his head off so like I don't see Draymond. He don't have no honor. Like I was, the, I was the biggest Draymond defender. He ran Kevin Durant out of town pretty much with his fucking big ass mouth. He cost the team a championship in 2016, and now this year, it, he lucky that a suspension. I think he should be suspended. I think he need to be suspended 20 games. Um, but what if he broke Jordan Poole's jaw or, or some lasting effect on Jordan Poole where he got to miss two months out of the season? Now you putting your team in position in a deep West to fall behind because one of your main players are out or both of your main players are out. So Draymond clearly is a selfish dude. I don't care what the matter is over. He shouldn't have hit, try to, he shouldn't have hit his teammate like that. He's a sucker. I think Gold State should trade him. I think the league should suspend him. And I, I wouldn't want Draymond no part of my team. Like you a grown ass man. This 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 is the standard. Cats that want to say, well, he put his hands on the first or he got, or he pushed him. So this is one we, we want to teach the kids. We want to teach the kids Every time somebody you get mad to punch on somebody, this is how we want to teach the kids. This is an example. This is a grown-ass man. You got to control your anger, bro. You can't just punch on people because you get mad. You're setting a bad example for the kids, period. 
Well, I'll have to jump in since he has segue into the kids part. So I think as a organization, they they could possibly suspend them just because it was leaked and it seems like it's the right thing to do before it was leaked, which I, if I'm not mistaken, was a couple of days, right? It didn't come out. It wasn't talked about. It was something that they kept in house because I mean, who doesn't get into spats over whatever the situation or circumstance may have been. Um, I talked about it a lot with some of the kids like as far as the high school kids, and they were more shocked that Jordan Poole just pushed him the way he did because we didn't have any audio. So we don't know necessarily what was being said. But when you look at how Draymond left where he was and walked all the way over to him, you saw and knew what was coming as men. It's not like, you know, you're in high school or in middle school or like not little tips or, or scuffles or whatever and not know how to protect yourself. But for him to walk up and he said whatever and he pushed him. Like the way he came up to me, at least no disrespect to anybody. Jordan Poole should have hit him the way he hit got hit just because of how it looked. And at least that way they would have been throwing hands because I feel like no one is, no one's saying anything. Cause that audio must be real depth, like real deep. There must be some real depth to it. It might not be about his contract. It might not be about anything team related. It could have been personal. I mean, I don't know, but then the way he hit him, grabbed him. I mean, come on now, guys. Like, it's not in game. It's in practice. You can only accept whatever the team gives them. You can't even have the league say anything unless they want to suspend him because of the image part. And if you do the image part, you have to borderline ban him. But like you said, Ronnie, it does look bad on the kids, but. At the same time, I, I, I feel like Jordan Poole should not have sat back and just let him come up the way he did because you have to feel that energy and know something's coming. And still, once again, nothing said. said. So I don't want to give anybody too much like responsibility, but that was a cold, that was a cold two piece. But it wasn't a two piece. It was just a, it was just a wing, no biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the, the key thing here is that it was caught on video, right? I mean, I would have to imagine that this happens in the NBA where, you know, you're dealing with 12 different men. Um, sometimes there's going to be spats and those just, you know, don't get leaked out. And, and it really looks bad for Draymond Green, especially because of the video, because this got leaked out. Um, but uh, to Ronnie's point, I mean, he does have a history of acting this way. Um, you know, the Golden State Warriors was not going to suspend him, especially for the first game when I believe that's their ring ceremony night. They're not going to suspend him for that. Um, so, you know, listen, it, it, it wasn't during the game. It wasn't on the bench. You know, again, it was it was during practice. Supposed to be behind closed doors. But again, because of the video leaked out here, goes the 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 outrage and again i just i'm a firm believer that this is probably have happened you know this has happened on nba teams before and it you know it may happen again um again you know a lot of things happen a lot of guys like draymond green said he was dealing with a lot of mental, um not mental but uh issues um you know at home personal issues um which a lot of guys deal with in the nba and sometimes you do bring that to work i mean regular people do uh, those things can happen uh, again, that's not to excuse his behavior. He shouldn't have hauled off and, and punched him. 
um, like that. I mean, that's inex- you know unexcusable. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it happened. It happened in house. Um, they they said they find him. Draymond Green said he apologized. If Jordan Poole doesn't care for Draymond Green ever again, that's his right to. Uh, but they're still going to move on as an organization and still try to win the championship at the end of the day. Um, and that's that. Yeah, it got me feeling all different kind of ways about it. About it. Like how the panel was saying, I mean, it was a closed session. So it, it does weigh a little different. I mean, but when we think about it, isn't the Golden State Warriors the best team for Draymond to do this at? Like, think about it. He punched Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is all in shock, right? And then Steve Kerr comes over and goes, hey, guess what? At least you didn't get a black eye. I got a black eye when Michael Jordan punched me in my face. So he got his coach can sympathize with him on this. Um, but like how we said, it happens behind closed doors. Bobby Portis, he took a man out. So um on the other side for jordan Poole, like the mayor said you should have seen it coming from the way the man was walking up he went to a corner very true mm-hmm. and then when he went to that corner you can already tell in his head he's like hey, i'm about to just punch this dude i'm just i'm i'm, I'm just going to i'm going to go for it and the way he was walking up with his feet all swinging out you he looked like he was up to no good and then, like like the mayor said, you should you, you should have swung first. Um, from this, going off of our last conversation we had, and wait, side note, I just want to thank the panel because today we ain't talking about the Clippers, so this is great. I love it, <laughs> Ooh, baby. This is awesome. But um, last week we talked about the deepest team and the teams to beat and everything like that. Uh, Golden State now got to trade Draymond. It's it's. I mean, if I'm at work or one of y'all punched me, it'll be hard to work with. You know, I don't. I don't. Yeah, you can still work with them and everything, but on the other side, Jordan Poole is better than Steve Kerr. So Steve Kerr stayed with the Bulls because he's like, well, where am I? Else, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get these chips. Jordan Poole can go somewhere else. So with that being said, Draymond got to go because they're going to give the contract to Jordan Poole and uh, Andrew Wiggins. You, yeah, I would I would trade them and at least get something. I, I feel it. I, it. It's like he's like Ron Artest to me. Would you keep your hands down if Ron Artest was coming at you like that? No. <laughs> the fuck no. Nobody like I'm saying. <laughs> Ron Artest is really with the shits. Green is a punk. He got slapped up by Tristan Thompson and didn't do shit. Let's talk about that. When Tristan Thompson fired on him, gave him a two-piece, and he didn't do a fucking thing. In the game, right? He's hey, Ron, that was in the game, right? No, uh-huh. I was at the club. Oh, that was all. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's, right. A, he's a fake-ass tough guy. He's a bully. You want to punch a smaller man like that? That's why I don't. I don't and that's that. why, and you can see how he grabbed him right after he swung. Like I'm hitting you, and then I'm gonna make sure you can't retaliate. So that's exactly. where I'm thinking. Like you see it, you know, just like for that split second when basketball kind of turns off, 
and just being a man standing there turns on. It's like, oh, you coming at me. I might just tackle you because you're bigger or, you know what I'm saying, like something. I just felt like it was kind of a, oh, wow, did you see how he just got knocked out? Like, dude, you're not supposed to just get knocked out like that. Like, but on the other side of it, uh, on the other side of it, yeah, on the other side of it, we got to also think, like, if it's in the streets, we like, yo, why is this dude walking up to me like that? Right. He's in a private practice. No, 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 but look, look, look. No we don't, but remember the video, remember the video doesn't give us any audio, right? And you can see by the whole demeanor of everyone in the gym that only those two were engaged. There we didn't even see like the basketball was moving, if you feel what I'm saying. Like I didn't I didn't see a Steph or a Clay shooting. I didn't see none of that. You saw Draymond over or this way, Draymond over here, and you have pool way off in the back. So it's like, okay, it's going back and forth, but we don't know what was said, right? We don't know, and no one will say what was said. Because if it was about the money, for example, what if Poole had said something to Draymond on some sidebar stuff? Like, oh, I got my bag before you. Like, you might have got the bag when you guys were first getting the chips, but I just got one, and I got better. I got a better. But even, even you know what? talking about, talking, talking about, yeah, talking about the bag. Right over that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying because we're giving Draymond that aggressive. You know, it only would make sense right. that if you say anything to him, he's just going to black out and just say, let's throw him. You see, but so, so that's, what, that's what happens with the old heads, man. When the young niggas start to cook them, put them in the blender, they can't take them words. They want to fire exactly. off. They want to pee off and do that shit. Exactly. Just looked, he just looked hey, like a bigger old head, and the young niggas was probably cooking them. And then you got to talking shit, and then the young niggas start trying to cook you in that too. So you want to haul off and hit them. I mean, it is what it is, man. Father Time has been defeated by no one. And you're getting old, man. It's not your team no more. You can raw, raw, but your numbers are down. You, you've been looking for this contract extension. After this year, you got a, a, a player option. So you can opt in. But I say you opt out of that. And you go somewhere and just start the next phase of your career. Because if you opt in, they're going to trade you by the trade de- deadline. And you're not going to have a say-so on where you go. So I say you opt out of that. You go to free agency. And you decide to your future, man. Like, and speaking of speaking of uh, new careers in, in the bag, 50K is not worth losing your job. No, what? But no, with, the, with the damn team, with the championship team, you just lost your job. <laughs> Retarded, man. I hope he wasn't black, man. <laughs> I hope he wasn't black. Right. Let's get to this uh Eastern Conference news, man. So James Harden, he got fat in Houston, then he forced his way to Brooklyn, and then he forced his way to Philadelphia, and now fat James Harden is no more as he is reporting that he lost over a hundred pounds during the offseason. Do y'all believe that James Harden lost all this weight and he's really back and really ready to go for this chip? Or do y'all think that he's just capping and, you know, James Harden ain't really – is never going to win that championship that he's been seeking for so long? What's y'all thoughts on James Harden losing 100 pounds and what does that do for Philadelphia's uh, championship aspiration? Oh, my God. 
I am so sick of James Harden. James Harden is capping, first of all. He didn't lose no goddamn 100 pounds. He's capping on that. But, Harden, that's not the issue. You losing weight. So what? Like, we don't care if you're all the way in shape. You think James Harden, after all this time, is going to suddenly going to start just develop the playoff gene? The man has proved time and time again that he does not have what it takes in the playoffs. Every single year, he I don't recall James Harden having one good playoff playoff uh, season. Not one. He has all these great regular seasons and, you know, manipulating with fouls and averaging the 36 and getting the near triple-double average and 30-plus. But in a, when the postseason happens, the man disappears. Game seven against San Antonio at home. What did he do? He dis- he scored 10 points, you know what I'm saying, uh, against Golden State when they was up 3-2 when Chris Paul get down, you know, <laughs> went down. He still was at home with a chance to close that series out, and he played terrible. James Harden is not a championship player, and Joel, Joel Embiid is, is, <clears throat> is a damn fool if he believes that James Harden is a missing piece to a championship because he is not. The man doesn't play any defense. He's not getting any younger. You know what I'm saying? The league has figured his game out. James Harden will not win a championship. I don't care if he lost 300 pounds. I don't care if he gained 200 pounds of muscle. James Harden is not that guy, period. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of Trivia, the question remains, is the James Harden rule still in effect? Yes, it is. Does it matter that he lost 100 pounds? No, it doesn't. Because you know what? You know who else lost some weight? My boy, Derrick Rose. My boy, Derrick Rose, is back down to his rookie weight. Huh? Is that going to do anything for the New York Knicks? Absolutely not. The Knicks are still going to be a playing team. Now, my Chicago Bulls, that's a different subject. But, I mean, didn't didn't, um, Zion lose weight, too? At least you can see Zion doing something in the preseason. Listening to Ready to Die, the Biggie album. <laughs> you know, like, come on now. James Harden, like Ronnie said, you you good in the – you? we both got the beard. Yours is a little scruffy. Mine a little better than yours, though. But you don't you, – you're there in the regular season, and then when it comes to the playoffs, it's just where are you? Last time I, last time I watched really James Harden in the playoffs, he was getting cooked by the <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> And they had D D Rose. D Rose was cooking you in the playoffs. Like you haven't been relevant since. So hopefully, no, I don't hope you do good this year because then I need my Chicago Bulls to be higher. But I, I, it's all cap. It's cap. Oh, I got another cap on. He, he got more caps on than I do. <laughs> Man, I'm a dumb. I think if we go off the subject or the topic of the hundred pounds, I think it is going to matter because he obviously was not playing any way, any way, shape or form close to his MVP seasons because he didn't have it in him. He couldn't run up and down the court. He couldn't play defense. He, he played worse defense than LeBron James and LeBron James doesn't play defense. And I mean, if you look at the two pictures alone, I mean, maybe 60 pounds, I don't know about a hundred, but that's also the heaviest he's ever been in his life before forcing his way out to 
uh, Brooklyn. So if you look at maybe the way he was at Houston before he left and then the way he is now, it's a possibility maybe he lost 100 pounds. But then to go with what you guys have said already, yes, there he, he's one of the best regular season players in NBA history. I don't think there's anyone that's had any better type of like regular season without even doing anything in the playoffs. I mean, like Chris Paul carried him. You know what I mean? Dwight Howard couldn't do it, but um, it, it's but this is this is something I think to what you were saying, y'all. The fact that like you're worried about them doing going far because it'll stop Chicago. There's nothing anyone can do to stop Joel Embiid right now. So I think with having James Harden as the one, and he's a little bit more athletic now, maybe he is like a Magic Johnson that can score the ball. And if he's in any way, shape, or form close to that, Philly's something that you got to watch out for. Because yeah. Joel Embiid is still the number one option there. He's still the, the head honcho. So it's like regardless what you know, like James Harden does, it's like they're only going to go as far as he takes them. And then you got P.J. Tucker to help down low with the defense as far as James Harden getting broken off at the top. So I, I can't lie. I, 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 I kind of respect Philly this year. Coming out the East, you know, not top, not top uh, eight, but like maybe top six. Seven, but you know, hey, hey, whatever, Ronnie. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm just telling you. I feel, I feel Philly guy. I know, but just if James Harden plays a hollow shell of himself, any way, shape, or form, before he left and went to Brooklyn, they have a fighting chance. And I'm just saying, Joel Embiid is probably the best. Uh, uh, the best leader he's had in the playoffs other than KD and Westbrook. He hasn't had a chance. Cause like with, with, with CP three, he was defaulting CP three was defaulting to James Harden. And that's why they lost. He was trying too hard. And he got injured. Like I'm just saying, I'm, you know, guard life. I'm sorry. James Harden doesn't yeah. have to pick it up. Not, Martin, yeah. My words. He's a James, James Harden. Yeah. He clearly lost all that weight you know, throughout the season. It wasn't just during the off season. And yeah, I mean, Philly, listen, in the Eastern Conference, of course, we were just talking about this. You got the Bucks, Of course, you got the Nets. Um, you know, but after that, Philly's in the mix. I mean, within the Celtics as well. And after that, Philly's in the mix with, you know, Miami, with Chicago. Um, you know, possibly Atlanta uh, might make some noise. You know, Philly's in that mix because uh, primarily of having a Joel Embiid and a James Harden. So, yeah, I mean, in the regular season, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but the biggest concern to me is their head coach. Uh, Doc Rivers has got to get it done. Um, he hasn't gotten it done since he was in Boston. Um, so, you know, it, it's really, you know, it, it's really on, on him at this point. Mm -hmm. Rivers is the most overrated coach ever, by the way. Yeah, Doc Doc Rivers I mean, is not. Hey, that's a that's a. That's I, a, I, a, that's a the most overrated I, teams, Clippers. But I, I, can't we, I, I do I do like Philly's team this year with the addition of PJ Tucker. They got Montrez Harrell over there. Yeah, you know, right. spark off the bush. They still got Tyron uh, with Maxi, Maxi over there. What's the dude that looked like J Cole? What's his name? Tobias Harris. You know, so they got a solid team with with, with uh the Harold and the uh, and the PJ Tucker. They really brought some uh energy, some defense. So I think but, that they but don't forget what the 
but don't forget what Doc Rivers all all it is with him is like he's he's not Nate McMillan, you know what I mean? He's he's one of the old school players that are, is a coach, right? And given all the social injustice we've endeavored or endured for so long, he speaks about it, right? So they keep him around wherever there's troubled black players as if he's supposed to help humble them in their in their demeanor or if they're going through something he can mentor and not so much coach them on the court but coach them off the court because when you see him on social media all of his clips are about him talking to a player that reporters say are controversial or has a problem with a specific person like when you saw the one with him talking to maxi telling him oh well it doesn't matter who has the ball who is the who James Harden, but you're not going to say James Harden because you're aware that you're being Mike. So it's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter who has the ball. Uh, you know, when you have it, do you. If you want to call a play that's for yourself, do it. You know, Mike giving him all this crazy encouragement and all this positivity, but why? Because Philly's Philly. And if Philly's doing good, it makes a lot of people happy, not just um, the players on the court. You know what I mean? Like within some type of conspiracy theory, but. You know what I mean? It's he's just, a, you know, I don't want to say he's a jigaboo coach, but like, let's not forget his daughter was the one who got cheated on with uh, somebody's fav- uh, superstar of their franchise. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Is that right? I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I didn't, I didn't go there. That's what you want? No, I'm not on that. I didn't, I didn't go there. I, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Are we talking saying. about the Clippers? I, I did not even insinuate. I wasn't even insinuating anything like that. I don't oh, know what you're talking about. I was man. talking about Blake Griffin. I was talking about Blake Griffin and 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 the nah. But but I I agree, man. Doc Rivers is not it. Daryl Morey just have some type of infatuation with James Harden, where no matter where he goes, he brings James Harden. And Dan Tony has a, a, a some type of infatuation. With James Harden, where they think that they're gonna capture this, and when they had PJ Tucker over there in Houston with that little squad, they felt like that was the time. So they keep trying to recapture that moment wherever they're going. And I don't think that it's gonna work out the way they're trying to, you know, like James Harden. He's just gonna he's gonna prove in them clutch moments that he ain't him because he already showed us that. And until he show us something different. I mean that's that's what it is. But let's get to, about to get robbed again. But, but let's get to this football, man. So we got to get over to Philadelphia football because Philadelphia is five and zero, and they are facing the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys have been on a four game win streak with Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott got injured in week one against the 49ers, broke his thumb, and now he has been out for four games. Cooper Rush is now 4-0 in those starts. He hasn't been, like, shining, but he has been very efficient. He has not turned the ball over. They've been, like, running the ball, controlling the time, and playing good defense, kind of like how the Ravens did with Trent Dilfer. So if he goes into Philadelphia and beats this 5-0 hot Eagles team on Sunday, do y'all see that, like, through a is there a quarterback controversy? Would you stop the hot hand and put a, a freshly 
off injury Dak Prescott right back in the fire after a 5-0 and start with Cooper Rush? Or do you ride the hot hand for the rest of the season? Is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? And if Cooper Rush wins this game against a, a, a Super Bowl favorite right now, Philadelphia Eagles, how can you take him out of the game for Dak Prescott after that moment? I got to go first on this one. I got to go first on this one. I got to speak as if I'm Jerry Jones. Dak Prescott is our number one quarterback. And he will be the number one quarterback every time he's available to start any game. Russ is the rush or whatever is our backup quarterback. And he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Win us football games. That's all that matters. Here in Cowboy Nation, we win a few games and then we lose a lot and everyone gets upset, but we're still America's number one team. That's just what it is. Like Cooper Rush is playing fantastic and he's probably going to get a deal and go somewhere else next season because no one's going to replace Dax Dax Prescott in in Dallas. Like Tony, it was Tony Romo. Now his Dax team is going to be that for the next, what, five to ten years? Like I don't even have anything else to say about it. Like he's a great quarterback right now. He's 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 leading his team to a four and a four and start. Like, well, for himself, he has a four and start as the quarter as the starting quarterback. But so what? That's what he's supposed to do. You're in the NFL. It doesn't matter how great the stats are. You're supposed to get a good winning streak, get your minutes in, get your reps in, and um, give yourself a fighting chance to get money. Dak's got his money. When he's ready to play, they're going to put him back in the game. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna talk bird to bird to stars. You know what I'm saying? Bird, Philly, bird. Okay, so Philly had a similar situation that happened, right? And their backup quarterback came in and he did his job, and he did his job very well. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Philly go back to their original quarterback instead of sticking with the backup quarterback? Yep. They got rid of Foles after winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. They got rid of the man that was the hot hand. And from there, Philly didn't do good until they're doing good now, right? It's going to be the similar situation with the Cowboys. Yes, you're paying the guy the money. Yes, Jerry, we get that. But why are you going to stop the hot hand? If the hot hand is going to lead you closer to the Super Bowl, then ride the hot hand. Ride the hot hand to the hot hand ain't hot anymore. Maybe he going into this week, Philly put a smack in on him, and then you can go, okay, Dak is is our guy. But until then, take the page out of the other bird which was Philly, and don't put your star quarterback back in, and it's going to mess you up. Because obviously your star quarterback hasn't gave you anything yet. Anything at all. That's the uh, Seahawk talking. Yeah, uh, uh, first of all, fly, Eagles fly. All right. Um, Eagles fan uh, all day, every day since 1999. Uh, I hope we go out here and, and represent. But to answer the question, if Cooper Rush uh, comes in into Philly into Lincoln Financial Field uh, and beats the five and O Eagles, um, yes, I do believe he should remain as a starter. Um, as Yacht um, 
you know, educated us on, you know, what happened in Philly uh, with, with Wentz and, and Nick Foles, uh, it would be a similar situation potentially um, because to be fair, Dak wasn't playing all that well, especially within that first game. Now, again, he has a um, larger body of work. He has gotten them to the playoffs. He has gotten them to a 13-3 record, I believe, twice, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he has put in the work. That's why he has the money. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, you're Dallas, you, you, you know, you're the Cowboys, you want to continue to win, I would imagine. And if this is the guy at the helm helping you do that, why would you want to mess that up again, especially going into Philly and, and possibly beating the, why would you want to, and, and if he plays well, now, if he goes into Philly and y'all win because of your defense and he stinks up the place, he throws to him then, okay, well, yeah, then we might as well go back to that. Uh, but if he goes into Philly and plays well it, you know, and wins the game, it's hard to say that he shouldn't be the starter going forward. It, it's it's hard. I know you're paying Dak all that money. But, you know, you if you're the Cowboys, you got to keep winning. Because, like y'all saying, they're the number number one team, you know, the star, all of that. You got you to gotta keep winning if you're Dallas Cowboy fans. What you got, Ronnie? I think um, it's hard because you know where I'm going I'm to go with it. You know, I always root for the black quarterbacks because they don't get fair treatment or fairly judged in the NFL. Black quarterbacks have got the, the worst rap in the NFL. We've had a lot of talented black quarterbacks that didn't have no offensive lines, but no one ever talked about that. It's just they can't win and they can't get it done and all this other uh, bullshit. But you got bums like, Vinny Testaverde and, you know, um, Matt Stafford before he went to the Rams. He wasn't doing shit. A lot of Trent Dilfer, a lot of these sorry quarterbacks that get passes, Brad Johnson, other pass, you know what I'm saying, the black quarterback. So, you know, I, I feel sorry for Dak in that regard. With that being said, um, there was a situation with the New England Patriots when Tom Brady was drafted. He was a number six round or seventh round draft pick, and he was playing behind Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe was a very, very great quarterback at the time, and he went down. Tom Brady took over. New England started winning. So had they said, okay, Drew Bledsoe is our guy, we got to sit Tom, does Tom Brady ever become Tom Brady? So, um, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, as much as I want to root for Dak, I know they got 200 million reasons why to put him on the field with all that bread they gave him. They gave him the bag. But at the same time, I think Dak should get up back on the field eventually. Um, you know, went during the season because I don't think he's gonna, he's not gonna go twelve and zero or fourteen and zero. He's gonna lose some games. Something's gonna happen. So I think that's when you can kind of put Dak back in because he is your guy. You know what I'm saying? But if this dude does continue to win, you might have the next Tom Brady. So you can't interrupt that, and, and they're not gonna pay two of these guys. So either they gotta trade Dak, right? this dude wins the Super Bowl, or, or has a deep playoff run deeper than Dak. They got to make some decisions, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't interrupt that because you could be, have the next Tom Brady on your hands. Not saying he's a Tom Brady, but you could have that situation on your hands if you let it play out. That's kind of dope you said that, though, Ronnie. Because when you think about it, I hated that because that's why he beat the Raiders, and my Raiders suck every year because of Tom Brady. But you're not going to see that happen in Dallas. You're not going to see it happen in Dallas because right. Dallas isn't built for that. That's not what they're about. They get their one, they get their one show pony and they ride it until their legs break and then they get another one. And right now, Dax's thumb is not enough for them to change up everything that they put all of their money into because that's 
like for him to have the title of the America's team's quarterback and he's a black quarterback. I mean, there's some people, not me personally, but there's some people that say we should be proud that he holds that title as the number one quarterback on that team. And once he's available, he should play to, he can't play no more because he should be privileged. You know, he should feel how grateful he is to have that opportunity because not everyone gets that opportunity. Like it's a whole bunch of hoopla and bullshit, but I mean, think about it though. Like it's Dallas. Like he has custom Jordan cleats being made for him because he's Dak. Like, come on. He's going to sit there and chill until this man loses two games in a row and he's sitting the bench for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't think that got nothing to worry about. I mean, it's a bunch of hype and it, and it's good because we thought the Cowboys were dead. The moment that dad got injured, we was like, oh, and it's not even the end of game one and Cowboys season is over. That was the headlines. Twitter was going crazy. Up oh, the Cowboys missed the playoffs again. They was going crazy talking big shit. So I think that in, in that moment with the world expecting you to fail, Cooper Rush definitely stepped up big time. And somebody's going to pay him somewhere else. But as far as Dallas, that job is sold up. They're going to get that return on investment, ROI. Are they real big on that ROI? They don't make the most money out of any franchise in the world for no reason. They're going to make sure that they get them jersey sales and them commercials and them appearances. They're going to get their money's worth out of that. And they already know that they're going to make 10 times what they put in. So regardless of if they get a championship or not, Jerry Jones is about making that money, man. So Dak got his money, and now Jerry going to get his, man. And Cooper Rush does not sell jerseys. Cooper Rush does not sell stadium seats. Cooper Rush is, ain't going to be on no endorsements. And they about making some dollars over there in Dallas. So Jerry Jones going to do what he know how to do, make his money. So let's get to the – go ahead, stop. When are we going to stop talk, calling Dallas America's team? They haven't won a Super Bowl in damn near 30 years. But they're still – How they America's team? They fucking suck. They're America's team because they're the biggest and most popular franchise in the world, not just in America, in the world by far. The Cowboys make the most money. They have the biggest fan base. They are the most popular team in America. And until somebody like can make more money and get more popularity than them, they're America's team, and that's just what it is. Whether we like it or not, whether they win a Super Bowl or not, they are America's team, and Jerry Jones is gonna make his dollars. So let's get to let's get to the uh, the Kanye West news, man. So Kanye is back at it again. He came out with a White Lives Matter T-shirt. And this sent the whole world in an uproar. And right after he came out, he went on the press tour and he did five, six different podcasts explaining why he put these Black Lives Matter shirts on. Now, I don't want to speak for Kanye, so I advise the, the, anybody watching to go watch Kanye's interviews for yourself and make your own, you know, stance on, on what he got to say. But how do y'all feel about Kanye West? And that was Candace Owens right next to him sporting the uh, White Lives Matter T-shirt. What are your thoughts on this Kanye West, you know, latest statement? And 
is it gonna be the same shit? Kanye crazy, Kanye crazy. We say this every time, but yet he's still here and doing the same shit over and over. What's y'all thoughts on Kanye? Oh, I'll go oh first. okay. I was gonna say, <laughs> don't don't let me go because you know I'll go. I'll go first. <laughs> so I I just want to be clear. Well, I don't pay attention to Kanye, so I don't even know what he said. So I just want to go off of, are we talking about his shirt or what he was saying? The shirt itself. Okay. okay. We're going off the shirt itself. So I'm always about same energy. Keep the same energy. Now, this is why I come on this panel and everything. So before y'all bite my head off and everything, why if it's not cool okay let's say it wasn't Kanye. if it's not cool for somebody to wear a white lives matter shirt why is it cool for us to wear a black lives matter shirt if you're taking it in the same contents i'm not saying that white people are on uh i know they're they haven't been through the same crap that we have been through I'm not I'm not adding all that. I'm just going off of a shirt. If we're going if we can wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, can a white person wear a White Lives Matter shirt? Can a a Asian person, I think they had like Asian Lives Matter. So, no. If 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 it's if we go Hey, that's racist, right? If we go, hey, that's racist. Can't the other side go, hey, you wearing your shirt is racist to us, right? If we oh. keep in the same. Now, Kanye West wearing that shirt, it's a little different because, sir, you, we share the same pigment. And um, that's why I don't really have much to say about, I don't know what he was saying in this interview that made him wear the shirt that, had him come out with the context that he came out with. But if I'm going oh. off of a shirt that just says white lives matter, and if I'm getting pissed off because you wearing a white lives matter, but I'm wearing a black lives matter, or I'm wearing a brown lives matter, it, it it's a different ball game. Ronnie, educate me, baby. <laughs> so hey, I was just, I, wait, 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 wait. Before you educate me, Ronnie, I just, I, I said educate. <laughs> I, 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 I stated. I stated. I got it. Hey, I'm just I got you. Hey, hey, yeah. I got it. I just want to. I just want to let you know. Kanye reasoning for putting "White Lives Matter" on the shirt he said is because he is stating the obvious. Everyone knows "White Lives Matter." Go ahead, Ronnie. All right. Let me uh, address what my boy Yah said real quick. The reason why it's not the same thing as a white person wearing a White Lives Matter shirt, people forget. People get caught up in the organization, Black Lives Matter, and not the term Black Lives Matter. Right. The term Black Lives Matter was thought of because Black lives do not matter in America. White people cannot say the same thing by statistic. Why do we fill up 12% of the country 
yet we fill 40% of the prison population. You mean to tell me that black people by genetics are the, the criminals of the country? Or is there a bias? How do we fill up 12% of the country and 40% of the prison system? You know what I'm saying? Why is the killings by policemen anywhere close to the killings of white people when white people fill up 66% of the country? The numbers should not be close because we fill up way less of the country. So the point of the Black Lives Matter statement is to say that black lives matter because they clearly fucking don't. The police are not prosecuted for all of these murdering all these unarmed black children. The Michael Browns, the Tamir Rices, these are fucking children. Sandra Bland's women, the lady that, that, that got killed, the new lady Ray that got killed on video late, lately where the police was wrestling with her and he got up off of her, backed up off of her and shot her five times. He didn't get prosecuted. So that's the whole point to saying Black Lives Matter to tell y'all, hey, Black Lives Matter because they clearly don't in America. So no, and as far as Kanye, Kanye West, bro, I know Kanye is a genius. He's a genius musically. He's a smart dude. But you gotta, you gotta, you you can't be doing dumbass shit like that, bro. Like that's it, that is, and you're standing with Candace Owens, the biggest fucking coon out there. Like you can't stand by side by side and expect good context and expect people to take something good out of that when you're standing next to the biggest coon in a black race. Like you can't do that, bro. Like that is dumb as hell. Like Kanye, I'm so sick of Kanye West because one minute he's so pro black when he first came out, it was, uh, you know, um, let's. On, on his on his college dropout, he was talking about all type of systemic racism. And now that he's rich and a billionaire, he's changing his tune to slavery is a choice to white lives matter. Fuck Kanye, man. Kanye is full of shit. Kanye's full of shit and he needs to be quieted down because he is sending the wrong message, bro. You need to get your brain up and get smarter and figure out a better way to convey your message because that ain't it, bro. I appreciate it, Ronnie. No yeah. doubt. No yeah. Doubt. Yeah, plain, plain and plain and simple. This is this is what Kanye wants, right? He he's he's a he needs that attention. He needs that um, clout, so to speak, right? And wearing a White Lives Matter shirt alongside Candace Owens is going to get you that, uh, especially at I believe they were at Fashion Week in Paris or something like that. Something was going on over there. Um, so. You know, this is what he wants. He 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 wants attention for himself. He does not, uh, as he said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Uh, neither does he. Uh, but he needs to understand that he's still a black man. And and um, I believe today, um, I think one of his banks for for Yeezy or something like that, they closed his bank accounts, and and uh, now he's uh, banned from speaking on social media as far as Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, those are the same. You know, white people shutting you down that you're saying, you know, white lives matter. And like to Ronnie's point, it's about the message with black lives matter. It's about the message that black lives do not matter in the United States with three K's America, plain and simple. Um, and for him to wear that shirt, white people look at that and go, oh, you know, Kanye, you know, he's, you know, he said he's, spe he's speaking for 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 them. Right. right? They, a lot of white people uh, I know and heard personally think that Candace Owens is a spokesperson for black people. This is what they think. And this is how right. they feel. And Kanye West falls in line right with that. They're going to think, oh, well, this, that's that's uh, that's how black people must they must 
you know, realize that our white lives do matter as, as well as theirs, I guess, oh, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so, but again, he's he loves the attention. I don't know, I guess he might be having a new album coming out yeah. or dropping a new shoe or something like that. But, you know, uh, he, you know, again, we don't know what he's potentially going through mentally. That's always been brought up. But like Ronnie said, you know, fuck that. Um, you know, the, the bottom line is, is, you know, he should understand the climate. He should understand the culture. Um, he should know better. But we're feeding him the attention uh, that he so desperately needs at this point in his life, not just as far as his career. Because his career, he's been the successful uh, genius as far as, you know, being a musician and being an artist uh, for whatever is going on in his life right now. He seeks and yearns for that attention. Um, and, you know, it, it's sad. It's sad. So I watched the video and, um, or I watched the interview. And what I took from it to go with the T-shirt is that um, he's basically coming at everyone with that, um, not so much the college dropout energy, but more or less like the uh, like graduation energy, where it was like everyone knew what was coming, but they didn't know what type of beats it was going to be. He, you knew he was going to have features, but how many features? You just knew that Kanye was going to pull something crazy out of his hat, and it was going to shake up the world. And so that interview opened up and showed how much he was like feeling attacked about all the different things about being a father and not having his voice being heard. Uh, talked about his marriage. He talked about all these different things, like as if he was having like a, a therapy session, you know, and he's just releasing all these these emotions and feelings that he was keeping up to himself, like as if he didn't go live ever or he didn't talk about it on social media. And then for me, just to look at the shirt, I laughed because he's never I don't know how to put it, but it's like he's never done anything that made sense. Like when you look at album covers, when you look at some of the art inside the album covers, everything is left. Everything is left. Everything is what are you thinking? And I guarantee you by Christmas time, something within this whole White Lives Matter T-shirt during Fashion Week is going to spring something on the NBA court or on the runway for somebody else where they're like, oh yeah, this was inspired by Kanye. And then he's gonna look at us and do some stupid meme as a post going, ah, see, what, what was I saying? What did I tell you before it happened? Because if this isn't like cooning to a certain extent, I don't know what they, what else is. You know what I mean? Like this is the definition of it, if I'm not mistaken. Like we're still in the worst of times and you're just gonna deface us completely. Yeah. And not care, and not care. So what what I what I deduced from it, I, I watched a few a couple of his interviews. And in one interview he mentioned that he was scared to to let people know that he was a Trump supporter. Then yeah, another yeah, yeah. then in another interview, he talks about he will be president of the United States mm -hmm. and that he's still considering his 2024 run. And then he's over here with Candace Owens, which is an avid Trump supporter. And everyone knows that she's a Trump supporter. She screamed Trump's she, name from the top of her lungs. So everybody, so now you have two Trump supporters wearing a White Lives Matter shirt two years before an election run when Kanye had his 
name on the ballot the last time for vice president and you got trump over there what i wouldn't be surprised if kanye run with trump as his vice president but it's not boom. even it's, it's boom. not even boom it's not even about it's not even about trump too though like no for kanye no for kanye though that's a great point but it's not even about they're 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 saying they just you know they they love white lives no look think about this think about this if he's it's not saying if he's not just saying he loves white lives what if he's just basically throwing out the fact that i'm at this tax bracket that i don't care so I could speak this, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can speak no, this freely true. saying that this is this and that is that. He doesn't care. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Boom. I got the so, down. This came to my this came to my head. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if if Kanye West and Candace Owens is wearing a White Lives Matter shirt, right? Mm-hmm. They're both wearing that. Is this the I want to be a hundred percent sure because I know this goes into your next next segment. Is this the same Candace Owens that's coming out saying that Black Lives Matter stole 80 million? Same, same exactly. So you, you see, you see the whole you see the whole picture. It's more of a, it's more of a publicity stunt where it's to promote. Her Black Lives Matter is eighty million. It's all politics. It's entertainment politics right now. So yeah. what happened at the same time? So you let, still let, in eighty million, but Brett Favre is still let, in, and you ain't coming out with nothing. So let me break this down. George Soros is the one that backed Black Lives Matter. George Soros is the same one that is a big donor to the Democratic Party. So basically, one of the Democratic Party's main funders was the funding of Black Lives Matter. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna deface the Black Lives Matter movement, which is defacing the head of the snake of the Democratic Party, because that's the, the movement that got Joe Biden in, uh, the, in the seat in the first place. That's why he got the vice president that he got. That's why he made a COVID task force and named the black lady the head of it. This is why they're doing all this and giving us these these POTUS positions to, to play a, a, a to make it look good. So what the what are the Republicans doing? They're doing the same thing. And this is why I say with Kanye, this has to be a po- political thing. He's really going into politics, and he's aligning himself with these Republicans. And the Republican Party is split, so he's clearly aligning himself with the Trump side of the Republican Party. And if he's saying he's still he when he said. He's still considering his run for president for 2024, but even if he don't run for 2024, he will be president of the United States of America. What I heard when I heard that, I already see what he on. He gonna go get, be a vice president for Trump or somebody, and then after that, he's gonna use that to try to springboard a campaign to get himself the presidency. If, like Joe did. If, if Kanye West thinks he's gonna be the vice president to Donald Trump, he is a fool. Now Mike Pence already came out and said that he might run and throw his name in a hat and that he might run against Trump. So Trump doesn't have a vice president, so he would have to choose. So what's the difference between Trump choosing Kanye and Biden choosing uh what's her name? Trump Trump is a user though. Trump's gonna use Kanye as much as he can. <laughs> He is not going to allow that black man to serve 
as his because again remember that is still how he sees us <laughs> this it this it right here yeah but but what what he what's the oldest what's the oldest saying one of the oldest sayings keep your friends close and your enemies closer so if he brought in the most the most loving black man right the most caucasian loving black man in america you know what i mean and you bring him in in front of everybody it's not like it's not like he's going to be on some draymond jordan pool behind the scenes type shit he's going to be on full-fledged camera 120 percent of the time there'll be nothing and then if he and then if kanye messes up then what he gave he gave him a chance man so so speaking of the next topic man so I just want to play this trailer for you. Murdoch, can you cue up that video, man? Play this trailer, man. Candace Owens is dropping a documentary about Black Lives Matter. Matter released their 990 IRS filings. They collected $80 million. Where is that money? It's all here. Everything looks worse than it was. Where have you seen that money impacted throughout the city? So my producer just sent me a link. It is just shocking to me because of how much money was raised to think that where he lived, the bills weren't built up. Super frustrating, but that's the end. So. And here's where, it gets here's where it gets really interesting. Ready for some BLM pride? Another 200K went to escorts, BDSM workers, strippers, peep show workers, phone sex operators, and webcam performers. And then at that moment, it became personal. And I thought, not only am I going to say the truth, <laughs> I am going to scream the truth louder than you can scream the lies. Is it personal because she's transgender? Mm. It's personal because she's black, and this black organization frauded the people out of a movement that was supposed to represent the people, and they just took the money and bought BDSM workers and transgender uh, whorehouses and all this other stuff that, that's what she's alleging. And this is the information that she's proposing that she's going to unleash in her documentary. What are y'all thoughts on this? How much did Brett Favre steal? 77 million. Is he going to get a documentary on what he <laughs> No. You know, they ain't going to come out and say, Brett Favre stole 77 million. And not only <laughs> did he build a volleyball, but he bought transgenders and whatnot. <laughs> Um, after getting educated by the panel and everything like that, that's why I always ask the question and listen, it just sounds like it was all just a big publicity stunt, you know, to promote her little Netflix or whatever this is going to be. Um, and now on the other side, if the organization isn't the organization ran by a white person no okay okay cool so if the organization 
did not do what they were supposed to do with the money. Shame on the organization. But, you know, you it's it's all a publicity stunt. That's what I'm getting off of this. I don't know much about it, but off of what we talking about and you coming out with your shirt and then all of a sudden after your shirt, you coming out with some kind of movie that's filmed by you. Um, it's all to promote what you're doing to try to slander your own people. But according, because I don't know much about her anyway, because I don't pay attention to her. But if you already slandering the black name, this is this is your Super Bowl right here for you. That's all I got. Yeah. Candace Owens. Oh my God, where do I start? So two points. Um if what she is alleging is true, that's uh being done with the money, that's very unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Um, you would hope that people would get this bread and do the right thing with it. At the same time, my problem with Candace Owens is it seems like she goes out of her way to highlight, you know, the bad side, per se, of black people or try to make black people look bad. Bitch, do, you, do you ever consider talking about the Red Cross and what they do with the money and with FEMA nice. and all these white organizations that come to the rescue with these natural disasters and what they do with the money? Do you question all that? Do you question the government? Do you question anything that's white-owned and what they do with the money? Because you can't believe that they're always doing the right thing with the money. Stop the bullshit. Like, come on. Like, why Why do you, as a black woman, want to go out of your way to highlight something that a black organization allegedly did wrong when there's so much that this country's leaders have done, the white country's leaders have done, that you can highlight and make a documentary about? Can you talk about some of these uh, rich black neighborhoods who had everything stripped, these thriving Black-owned neighborhoods. There was more than just Black Wall Street. There was about 20 Black Wall Streets across the nation. Can you talk about one of those stories that got burned down by its own people, by, by the white government? Why don't you highlight some of that shit to America? Why do you want to sit up here and try to put Black people on blast? I don't understand that as a Black woman. How could you want to do something like that? Why don't you go talk about some of that shit that had a bigger impact on America than this $80 million from this Black Lives Matter movement? Why don't you talk about the reparations that black people were never paid? Why don't you talk about real issues? Like, I don't understand black people that got to stop. Per a lot of these black people that do this, they personalize shit. Like when Lil Wayne got on here and said, oh, well, my, my experience with the police was good. It's not about you, bro. It's about the mass of black people. Your experience, maybe the police might have been well, but that does not represent the mass of us who are being brutalized by the police and having facing racial uh, or, or systemic racism. So stop personalizing Candace Owens and realize what the mass is going, what's happening to the mass of black people in America. I can't stand that lady. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. The the bottom line is to your point, Ronnie. You know, she she doesn't for whatever reason think or or know or seem to know that she is black. So this isn't for black people this doc this is for this is for white people right she is the 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 uh the Narrator, puppet yeah. you know the, yeah you know she of course in this case she loves her loves her massa so you know this is this is for them this is not this is not for us okay um you know the bottom line is just like kanye west this is an uh, attention grab um and it sucks that you know we give her um uh, uh, attention um but at the same time you know 
listen, the, the greatest lie ever, ever sold. Like, uh, again, to Ronnie's point, you know, you talk about, um, you know, Black Wall Street. Again, there was Rosewood. There was Durham. There was Atlanta. How about all the, the towns that were flooded? You know, there's Lake, you know, Lake this and Lake that. Underneath those lakes are Black towns, Black towns that were thriving during that time. Why can't we make a story about Senegal or Seneca Village in, in, in Central Park in New York? You know, there's a whole bunch of, and that's just from that time. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other different stories that uh, our Black people can put out there. But here's the key. Again, our Black people, we will tell those stories, right? I hope that as a writer and as a filmmaker, I am able to eventually tell one of those stories. She does not, for whatever reason, think she's Black. She is like the Dave Chappelle skit where he was blind and thought, you know, that he was white and white man trying to kept, kept telling them no. Like, no, I'm you know, I'm not part of any niggerism. That is that is her, right? Right? That is her <laughs> straight up. Okay. So, you know, the, the bottom line is, but overall, this is about you know attention. And again, who who is she? Oh, I got oh, I got one who, for you. Who is she? What is I got what one? Is, what does she do? I got who one is she, other than attracting this attention that she is so for her massa and so against black women and did you not come from a black woman i got you amrock i'm ready i got you you ready for this i only know her name and you guys are gonna be very disappointed in me y'all the most because he knows how little time i have to myself i play 2k okay i play 2k i play 2k a lot why is candace owens one of the three interviewers or or, or, or or I'm sorry, three reporters on the game that you can choose from. And I only recognized her name because of how much I played. And right now, that's why I waited to be last to talk where, you know, I'm normally excited to say something about the topic. I sat back and I'm having a mind fuck like you're telling me this is the same chick from the video game. <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying? Like, like to see her on that video. And to watch the trailer for the first time, right? For it to be Black Lives Matter, and you're supposed to be standing up for all the things that, you know, had to do with that movement that had to do with us. Why was her hair straight and laid? Where not very many people have been rocking that whole, like, I'm trying to be politically correct type of image anymore. Like, if you're going to do anything, like, yeah, Michelle Obama did it, but there's multiple times where she wanted to rock her natural hair to show that she had solidarity. Not to say that was a ploy, but this would have been the best best opportunity for her to jigaboo. This would have been the first, best opportunity for her to go, oh, yeah, I'm black for Black Lives Matter, and she didn't. Then to watch her walk around and be upset and angry at the things that were going on, it just felt so staged. It felt so like. I'm going to do something right about this because there's no way that there's no way this is how things are going. Not on my watch. Like literally, as she said it, the way, like just like that, like like a like Robin Hood or something like that. Like she was on a really just swoop in there and save us all because she she caught the culprits and you know they, she caught them red handed. But then at the same time, I thought about this too. I'm like, well, why would she care about any of the five of us? when we're not the ones that care about her content that she's creating. We don't care about the stories that she's writing. We don't care about any of the things that she does. The people that she's targeting the story for, the people that she cares about, because they entertain her. 
you like we say, oh, well, she must not identify as black. What if she's tired of going through all the things that all the black women are saying they're tired of going through? And she finally made it to the status where she's like, well, I'm not going through A, B, C, D. And now I'm good with just being who I am now and not looking back at where I came from. And I'm not saying that's okay mindset, but it just seems more or less like that than anything else. Like I'm not on the field, I'm in the house, you know, y'all can stay outside. But I, I going off of what you said, cause this is my first, I didn't even know who she was. Like tell y'all the truth. I didn't know who she was. My first time seeing her was that video. I didn't know who the chick was, right? But going off of what everybody's saying and how she doesn't defend black people at all, right? If you don't defend black people at all, and you always bashing back black people. If you go off of your your video, all you doing is acting. Because how are you going to be upset if if you don't even defend black people in your everyday life, right? right? It'll be the same thing as me coming out with a Laker documentary, and I'm coming out with a Laker documentary, and I'm mad. Ooh, I'm so upset that the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. You, it won't be like, y'all, you don't even like the Lakers, right? <laughs> you always talk bad about the Lakers. <laughs> so same, same thing of, if you always talking bad about something, why would you be upset right. that things aren't going right in that community you if you care. one of the main ones that don't pay attention to that community? Great point. That's what I got off of it. And, and this is why we got to pay attention to politics because this whole thing is just a political play, man. Everybody is jockeying for power for, to see what's going on with this 2024 election. Joe Biden just came out and said, the, the, uh, he just had a quote, I think it was yesterday, where he said, yeah, everything that I've done, the people love. So Joe Biden feels like we love him. And the, everything he's doing, we love. And the gas price and everything that's going to shit, we just love everything Joe Biden is doing. That's what Joe Biden said to the world the other day. This is crazy. Like they see Joe Biden is seen now. He can't even read a teleprompter. He doesn't even. He can't even find his own seat. He had COVID five times. When he had COVID, <laughs> it took him three months to get over COVID. Then right after that, his wife got it. I'm like, man, this, everything. Everything <laughs> is a ploy, man. And this shit is all for this new election because Joe Biden is not going to be able to keep the seat, man. That seat is hot and it's warm as hell. And we know we don't want Trump back, but we know we don't want Biden back neither. So as a country, we are in agreement that some shit got to change and neither one of these motherfuckers is the answer. So let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Facts, facts. Yo, shout out to everybody that continue to watch and listen to Politic in the podcast and, uh, you know, grow with us throughout the years, the last couple of years since we've been hitting this hard. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the personal brands, my boy Am Rock, the mayor, Yaja Kedit, and Mr. Politic in itself, Thanks to Nacho, my partner. Shout out to everybody that's fucking with us and uh, continue to rock with us. Let's uh, take the rest of this year and uh, ride this wave of momentum. Uh, shout out to everybody up here. Shout out to Yaja Ked and his wife, Jess, for driving down and supporting my Mental Health Awareness Day. Uh, this past Saturday, we had like about roughly about 100 people. Chick-fil-A came out, gave out some free food and stuff. 
And um, I don't know. I just I want to shout out everybody in my house right now because they always get a hard time on Wednesdays because um, I'm very serious about my podcasting with the politicking. So my wife and my daughters, I appreciate y'all for letting dad be dad and do me. And hey, shout out to all you guys. Um, you know, definitely always appreciate the time with you, brothers. Um, you know, Blackwish Creators, uh, new posts uh, should be dropping tomorrow. Uh, but again, shout out to Politicking, um, you know, for doing this and continue to do this, uh, you know, every Wednesday and just, you know, just keeping this going. It's, it's you know, uh, we, we, we need this. We need this, especially right now. We need, you know, these type of conversations. So appreciate you guys, as always. Amen to that. Uh, shout out to all you brothers on here. Um, once again, I am grateful for each and every one of you guys. Uh, I come on this podcast to get educated, and you guys always educate me. So anybody that is watching, you can learn, you can grow when you watch this podcast. I have learned, I have grown. Hey, Candace Owens. Maybe you should watch this and you'll get a little more blacking. <laughs> you know, ain't happening. Ain't no luck there. <laughs> man, I appreciate all y'all brothers, man, rocking with me, man. It's it's a rocky road. Been a, been, it's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, everybody just trying to find a schedule, finding a, a time where we can all, you know, carve out this hour. You know, and continue to do this therapy, you know, because this is therapeutic for me. You know, a, a lot of this stuff is just conversations that, you know, I go to work. I can't speak to nobody in this. The, the people in my personal life, they're not on this type of thought, you know, on this level. So they're not open to conversations like this. So this forum is big for me because this is the stuff that I be into. And I'll be looking around like, does anybody see this shit? Does anybody know what's going on? Well, let me, you know, and I don't want to come off preachy. So I don't want to preach to y'all. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's have a conversation. And I, and I love having these conversations with y'all gentlemen. And I'm happy that I can always, you know, try to pick topics where we can always, you know, shed light on things that are going on that people aren't paying attention to. And, and that's because, it, you know, everything is based off of algorithm now. An algorithm is to uh, attract your target audience. And like we said multiple times, Kanye, we're not his target audience. Candace Owens, you guys never heard of her. You know why? Because we are not her target audience. You know, and that's just the game, you know. So America is a, it is, it is a game to be played, man. It is a republic for which it stands. One nation, not under my God. <laughs> and and I don't even know the rest because I ain't said it in so long. But man, they put you in the cage with a lion just because you don't try to eat the lion. I mean, the lion ain't gonna try to eat you, man. Politics in the podcast. We out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.